This is Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. Jennifer? Richard. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I am fabulous. So, what a wild week we had last week. I thought that was really an amazing podcast. It's always so interesting how it just comes about what happens. And you know, it's fu- I think what's funny, and for the audience, so that and they're And I aware- love that we have it recorded because of course I don't remember it. <laughs> right, so, that's what I was gonna say. You know, the, the, the wild thing for the audience tuning in for the first time or the last time um, is to be aware that Jennifer doesn't remember anything we talked about other than like maybe a headline. And last week I actually combined two half hours because we had a little bit of a break in between. But right. it's amazing how she, it's like tuning a dial on a television set. You know, suddenly you get back to the same channel and the program is continuing where you left off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, I just think that's really amazing. And, uh, you know, I got, I must say, I must give a shout out to my friend Iris Libby. Iris has started her astrological um I website. love Iris. Yay. She is so good. She, oh, she great. No nonsense. She is amazing. Askirislibby.com. And I wanted to give her a shout out because, of course, it was yeah. it was me and her having a conversation over. Uh, she lives down the block from me. We grew up together. So it's very strange. We're back together again. But we had a, an unusual conversation where I used the martini method, you know, of just accessing her without, you know, hip, hypnosis or going into a trance or anything like that. And wow, that's how uh, Greta and Harry showed up initially. And I thought, oh, this is a fantastic opportunity to sort of triangulate that and have Jennifer, you know, see what she had to say. And as and the result was was pretty astounding. I got an email from somebody online, uh-huh. and and they said that uh, they went deep into the research. And there was a moment I don't know if you probably don't remember. Gene Wilder showed up. You know, yeah. while well, we were talking That's to Harry D- Houdini. Well, I didn't know that they were both lived like a, a, in the same block in Milwaukee, and oh. apparently there's like a plaque there, Houdini Square, where Gene and Harry share the same spot stop it that is so cool <laughs> i mean you know yeah, it's just one of those that's this type of thing i'm like why am i seeing gene wilder yeah, i do yeah. being kind of bewildered by that i'm like okay but that was again they always show me things i just know not to judge it even at the expense of my own frustration i must yeah no and i think that's lovely because the thing of not judging it you know something comes through let's say you're having a dream and you, you start judging it like oh this person's gone why would they be in my dream? If you just allow, okay, it means something. I'm not quite sure what it is. A few minutes later, we got close enough because uh, I knew I didn't know that Gene was from Wisconsin, but I, I did know Gene. So anyway, but we also want to invite into our little uh, discussion here, our friend on the flip side, by the name of Luana Anders. Have you seen me look down? I was responding to a text to move it, my client back a little bit so I could have more time with you. That was <laughs> true. Good. I was texting. Now I'm not anymore. <laughs> and my client loves this so much. He's like, if you have to push me out, like, let me know. No, 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 I'll still talk. No, it just kind of comes like, so Luana. This is my Luana. Little- thank you, Lou. And uh, listen, well, we- you know, I got to show the audience our text message. Just so that people know what we're planning our, our conversation in okay. advance. 
So starting from April, April 28th, are we still on? <laughs> yes. And then will the I see Saturday, you today? Will I see you today? <laughs> yes. What time? 1.30-ish. And then the next one, you said you're having a problem with Zoom. That was today. And I'm like, okay. But that's it. That was that's it. That's it. Yeah, that, that's our <laughs> elaborate plan. Hey, what's going on? Are we seeing each other? Today? I mean, every single, it's just funny. But anyway. I, no, it is funny because there are people out there where they're still, you know, they, they you know, somehow they run into our, our podcast and they go, are these guys legit or what are they doing? Are they making this up? Are they trying to sell us something? What the heck yeah, are they selling? I, there's so many podcasts that I've been on that are so stressful because of having to produce it and content and everything else. Yeah. We're so fortunate. We're just like, I mean, fortunate or naive. Okay, universe. I mean, my whole work is based around the universe providing. So yeah, absolutely. And I, I, listen, in my career as a as a professional filmmaker, you know, going on a movie set with five hundred extras or a thousand extras or whatever it is, everything is planned down to the nth degree, and it's very hard to allow for improvisation in the moment, unless you have a great, you know, a person that you're working with, like Jennifer. So, but what I realized when we first started working together was I would, you know, set up the camera and I would I plan in my mind, like, what am I going to ask and who are we going to interview? And then at some point it didn't matter. It didn't matter what I had planned or what I had thought up that it was more interesting, the fresher I was to this topic. You know, sometimes, and we've talked about this, sometimes I'll have an idea of somebody and I will invite them before I talk to you. I mean, I literally will ask them aloud, could you stop by and talk to us? Right, and which they said that you did yesterday. From when Well, what's funny now. is that, that I would you know meet Jennifer down near her office and she'd sit down and say, why is Bobby Kennedy here? Or, you know, why is John McCain in the room? And I'd say, oh my gosh, that's so bizarre. Like literally two minutes ago, I'd said, you know so and so come and visit us right but you've been thinking about him since yesterday so i've been thinking about somebody yes oh uh, you know what luana's been thinking about somebody and this is what she's doing she's popping that into your mind and she's putting also it on like me. showing me like being behind you like come on rich okay, okay. and, and so again All right yes. so let me let me let's ask lou take a look at your vip list if if he's on there then that was i was thinking about him Huh. I'm being shown somebody that feels like they sing opera. So it might be the name. Um, opera. So they showed me Botticelli. No. Yes. Botticelli. Botticelli. Uh, Botticelli. What's his name? Botticelli. Botticelli is <laughs> Andrea Botticelli, yeah. Andrea Botticelli, right? Yeah, sure. Um, give me a second. It's dealing with opera. Okay, very good. Very good. And we'll we'll pin this down. I and then I just saw what I went to go. So for um Easter, we went to go see a ballet that was about Romeo and Juliet. And it was from it was from Europe and it was the most spectacular ballet with the most amazing music for Romeo and Juliet. Um so, so they're showing he's showing you that. Showed me that. So I don't know, is it William Shakespeare? Or well, let's let's just keep going down this path. So she said, "Keep going too." Keep going. It's fine. This is what we do. So possibly an opera singer or a writer of operas. That's the question, Lou. Writer of operas. A writer of operas. 
And is this person here because I requested him to come, him or her to come here, or is it because they just wanted to come forward and chat with us? Let's allow that could be. You requested his friend. I requested his friend. All right. And so let's put, well, can we put the friend in the chair or who wants to go in the chair first? Is this a male or female? It's William Shakespeare. Okay, very good. Oh, you, look who showed up. Do you guys see how long like that's <laughs> like for me? All right. Now now let's let's let the audience in on your process a little bit. All right. So now when you say it's Will Shakespeare, without judging who that is, please, that's the hard part. Just describe what that looks like to you. Are you seeing an outline of a person or a person? No, I asked the question. So I was being shown pictures. So the first thing that I I felt in music, I was being shown Botticelli, which to me is opera. And then they kept saying opera. And then I was shown the ballet that would feel like, you know, that it would be opera, but somehow, because it was William Shakespeare, it was Romeo and Juliet. And that's when I asked him, like, when you ask the question, is it, I always go like this, is it one or the other? Mm -hmm. And I kept getting, it's William, not an opera singer. Okay. So, and so that's how we hone on this. Now, and then William Shatner showed up in my head. <laughs> there's a William. But and so and and for the audience that's uh, incredulous at this or pulling off the road while they're listening in, we've spoken to Will before, and it was specifically around the time when we first started talking to people of his of historical nature. Hmm. Give me a second. Sorry about that. That's all right. That was a woo woo. What what woo? What are we wooing about? So I just saw Roe versus Wade. That's why I went woo. And I'm like, okay, Lou, Luana, our guest list person. Is there a connection between Will and this recent? Said, so what he said to me was that history keeps repeating itself when people become, when people are in power or when there's, um, let me just make sure. I oh, oh, I understand. I understand what he's saying. He's saying, and literally just what you just said. History keeps repeating itself when certain people are in power. Correct. Where And so it's the idea that... Let me, and let me share this with you. So my daughter came home and she's like, Mom, I missed it because her classes end at 11. She's a senior and she's at school at 7 a.m. Um, and she goes, there was a walkout today mm -hmm. at school mm -hmm. as a protest for Roe versus Wade. And I got choked up and I don't understand... Like it just hit, like, even when I'm talking about it right now, I want to cry. And I don't know where that's coming from. Well, let's, uh, you know what, let's let Luana direct this conversation a little bit because I have had people ask me just in the past 24 hours, you know, what does the flip side say about this? And I have an answer, but I don't want to be the person giving that answer, especially when we have this Will is, in the chair. What, and this is what's interesting. And I think there's a lot of things and I don't want to make anybody upset. Um, let me talk to them first and see why they put all of this in my head. Okay. Well, but before we get to that part of it, Will, is this what you want to talk about? Or do you want to talk about power? Are we going to talk about writing? You want to talk about government? He wants to talk about writing and the power of the pen or pencil. In his power head. of the pencil or the pen. And the idea being, I heard this yesterday, uh, 
Chef Andre was on Stephen Colbert talking about everybody doing their part. That anyone, yeah, everybody has. So they keep going like this to my nose. When you okay, say so uh, so everybody has a creative ability. And they have the and, if, and they can they can use that ability to affect change. And Will was somebody who affected change because he wrote about these things. And today people identify it. They're able to stop things because they see the, the trauma that it causes, let's say. And so what he's saying is that every, and correct me if I'm wrong, everybody has a creative talent that they can use. Everyone does. Everyone. So if it affects you. Sorry, just like feeding the poor or just like feeding people that don't have, like the fact that we have people that go hungry is a travesty. Yeah. But, and, and so, and just to be clear, uh, and I'm with you on this, which is I don't want to upset everybody's apple cart either way, one way or the other, because I don't, because I do whatever focus. Your, whatever your belief system is, you're right. But I also would like to focus on the data. And Will and Luana, you can confirm or deny this, which is in the research we've heard consistently, you and I, as well as thousands of other clinical case studies, that the conscious energy of a human being doesn't arrive in the mother's womb until after the fourth month, sometimes correct. in the sixth month. Is that correct? That's correct. The other thing that's interesting is back in the colonial days, it was not illegal to get rid of your baby until they started moving. Yeah. Well, I just I just saw um, a little clip from a comedy program, but it was. And I'm not I'm not like saying go out and you know nobody uses a portion as a because they were like let's just go and get rid of this baby like there's nothing like that. Well, that is what people are being told and sold in many ways, but oh, at the same time, it's, it's but it's important to note that it, Judaism and Islam, and Judaism of course and Islam are from the same tree, the same Abraham root. That Christianity is from in those two religions, abortion is is uh, not only allowed but required in the health of the mother. So those two religions are very specific about it. And so, but to get into this debate, it's my my point is, and and Luana, if you can correct this, it's that our conscious energy doesn't arrive until a certain month, and we've already planned to come. So if somebody doesn't have that person. They, we, Jennifer and I have heard this thousands of times. They're waiting for them when they get to the other side. So, and I asked her if it's okay for me to say this. In my experience, and I've now given over 4,000 readings, okay, because that's why I'm going to the iPad for my writing because I destroyed the planet with all the papers. <laughs> A couple but of trees died. Like 10 years of my work. That being said, every time I have, I, I get babies that are unborn, they're born on the other side. And they know before they enter the, the body what's going to happen to them. But they do it anyway, just to be either close to the mom or be there for her when she's wanting another child because they get to be that close. They never go away. They grow up somewhere else. In my, this is just from my findings. Um, but, you know, whether it's a miscarriage or an abortion or, you know. Stillborn. Stillborn. All of them know what's going to happen. That spirit knows what's going to happen, which I'm sure your research shows too. It's identical. It's you know exactly what you're saying. Before you get into the body, before the spirit gets into the body. And so it's, you know, it's just so like it, it my heart just hurts because I also, you know, 
you don't like predicting the future, but I have been so worried about a civil unrest happening more so because I get asked constantly, yeah. what about nuclear weapons? I'm like, I don't see that happening here. I don't yeah. see hitting nuclear Russia. I don't see any of that. What I saw was something that was in the America doing it to America. And that, unrest, unrest in a variety and I, of areas. I, I have said this since last year, and I'm like, I can't shake it. And then all my friends have been texting me saying, remember what you said? This is it. I'm like, I'm not, listen, I, I'm not, you know, it could be years from now. As you know, I get things. Yeah, so that's right. Bad. Well, that's why I, you know, it's not that I don't, I don't believe or whatever. It's, it's just that I put it off, as you know, right. is because yeah. it could be years later. It could be. It could be that seven July's later. It doesn't matter. Well, it's also the idea of of you seeing it to say it, which stops it, which changes it. That's also a possibility that people becoming aware that this kind of well, I'm, and so let's just go back to what will. Let's talk to Will for a second, which is Will that idea that governments come and go, but once certain types of people get into power then what's the reason for them to cause this kind of chaos? Why do they do it? Exchanges, he's from me, but let me find out. What, because what is worse than telling someone that God will unfavor you or God will strike you down to hell? So that's a power issue, are you it, saying? It's in the bones, he's saying that if all else fails of any power, they use that to control the masses. And, you know, we're supposed to be, I mean, is this a religious view or is this a, you know, I mean. Well, there's those two things. One is people create laws that favor their belief system, let's say, yeah. you know, a 70, 80 percent of the country thinks abortion should be allowed and legal. 20% don't, and this Supreme Court is now in that kind of 20%. They think that they're going to save lives, and that's the problem, Will, which I want to address with you. Are they saving lives, or are is what Jennifer and I are saying, which is that people have already decided? Interesting. Hold on. Um, they're going to have more people dead because of it. Because uh, I, I said, well, try not to judge it. I know that's an emotional the illegal, thought. The illegal, well, what they showed me is these, these, these teenagers that can't go to their parents that go to an illegal place that end up dying. Like, it, and that it, has historically been the case, as we know, as I, we know. Um, I just haven't. I know I'm not thinking it. I know it's not in my wherewithal to like go. I just. just doesn't make sense. So Will and Lou, there's a good reason for you to show up and talk about this today. Tell us, how can we affect change? How can we help affect change? If it's about what Chef Andre was saying, go within your creative ability. What can we do to, to make this not happen or to change people's minds? What's the best method? Peaceful resolve have peaceful protests, have um, right to the government, right to your, you know, um, right even like have prayer groups they're showing me. 
Like pray for it. Pray for it. Pray for it. And chant for it. Chant for it. Pray for it. Meditate Uh, on it. You know, here in California, we have a governor who's going to make that happen immediately. You know that. And so there's a chance that the United States government might make the same thing happen that they're going to do in California, which is to make it legal and safe. So it's a possibility. I mean, to think that someone, which has never happened before, leak that out, right? That's crazy in and of itself. Hey, well, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't, I don't want you to answer this question, <laughs> seriously. But you probably know who <laughs> leaked it because that's what you do. You know, we had, I had an issue, a family issue. And who did I call immediately? I was like, I'm trying to figure something out, Jennifer. What, what happened? And you know, within three seconds, Jennifer said, "Well, it was A B C D F G." which all turned out to be accurate. I haven't talked to her about it since then, but it's just, it's, it's part of the zeitgeist. It's almost like people like Jennifer should be advising the Supreme Court, advising. I mean, she helps so much with law enforcement on missing person cases. I help attorneys. I help attorneys. And it's not to talk so much. And I, you know, me not to talk so much about what's going to happen, but why is this happening? Why are people so getting, up in just, arms? So they're just like they're getting more people to wake up because they're sh- they're showing me shedding your own skin. Like, hold on. Like a snake. Yeah, hold on. People are on the cru- like they're on the brink of feeling like they have to be against it. They have to be no, they have to be for abortion or against abortion, excuse me. Against abortion? For abortion. Against abortion, excuse me. And that, but they don't know why. And it's because of their backgrounds that they don't even believe in anymore. Like they're trying, like, this is going to push them. Like you need to make a stand on what you believe in. Yes. And listen, somebody brote this to me today. It was like, that's where you show me like pencil pushing, like pushing, pushing them to believe in something. Well, this, somebody mentioned it today. It was sort of the late term abortion issue. It's always been an issue and it's always seemed like cruel and, you know, inhuman like punishment to everyone involved. But the point is, as as you mentioned, you know, these things don't happen in a vacuum. However, especially, and I, I had one of my film students some years ago did a documentary about women in their 50s who had had abortions in their 20s and the trauma that they continue to carry because Her their boyfriend forced them, et cetera, et cetera. Right. This is the, the trauma that's been carried forth. Every person that I've ever spoken to that's had an abortion has somehow like it's hard for them to get pregnant a lot of them are challenged because they feel like maybe i miscarried this baby because i had an abortion in my 20s they always correlate it to that well and this is why we're talking about this and it's because it's to it's to illuminate the idea that you can speak with that child that you did not have absolutely they're around you they're around you all the time and think of all the people that we've talked to, Harry Dean Stanton, Jimi Hendrix, Elvis Presley, each one of them, when they got to the other side, there was a child waiting for them right. that they instantly right. recognized that was a love child they were supposed to have, but did not. And they were so filled with joy. I had the chills so bad, yeah. Well, and what did Elvis say? I've never experienced love in my life. I never experienced love like that in my life. But when I met her, that's what I felt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, let's go back to Will. Will, you don't want to hear me talk about. No, it. he said he, so. I'm asking more questions. Um, 
He's just like, make a stand, make it and make, put the people in place in your own opera, you know, in your own storyline, make the story. Well, that's interesting. Even with horrible situations that make your stage right with the right players. I understand, by the way, I understand now what Luana was talking about with opera and putting the opera in my mind. I had forgotten about it. I did have a dream a couple of nights ago, maybe three or four, but it was about opera. And it was about the idea of, it just came back to me. It's about the idea of the dramatics of opera, you know, and that's what life is. You try to have the more drama, the more conflict in an opera, but ultimately in the end, end of the opera, everything works out or, you know, there's a tragedy or you go into tears. But the other thing I wanted to point out was that this person was saying, measure life backwards. You know it's going to end. You know the curtain's going to fall. So instead of thinking so much about what you're doing now and what you want to rise up to, think about the fact the curtain is going to fall in so many hours, days, months, years, and work towards that knowing that every day is really precious and something you can learn and enjoy and taste and feel and have an emotion about. It was a reframe, but it was in terms of an opera. Just interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Huh. So Will, have you incarnated? I mean, we've talked to you before. We asked you who greeted you on the flip That's side. Not done yet. Give me one second. Oh, go ahead. I got this. Hold on. Or what the collective, actually, they all came forward. Hold on. He told me that the reason why it's so weird let me just suck it up for a second the reason why i was crying because i don't know why the emotional yeah emotionally he said it's because you were killed because of having like something happened to me whether you believe in past lives or not doesn't even matter but something on such a deep level has happened to me in regards to that ah so it's like i've never even i haven't had i've been fortunate enough not to have, you know, um, not to have an abortion. I've been fortunate enough. I've had a miscarriage. That's actually what, kind of what brought me into the spiritual side world. I kept seeing this little baby and couldn't figure out if it was a ghost. Or, and it made me, oh yeah, my 12th, my fifth street house. I'm like, I keep seeing this cute little blonde with curly hair. I'm like, where did you come from? And it was a miscarriage I had. Wow. That actually got, they knew a child would get me. I always saw older people go, but I just didn't pay attention. They knew a child would get my attention. Interesting. Yeah. And they're just showing me like, it's just very, that's why it's, you know, when you cry. That's why it's so connected. You're so emotionally connected to it. As you should be, as we should be. There's no, it is a strong, it is a very powerful debate and it's a strong thing that people should be connected to. But if you can allow for a moment that life goes on and the things that happen that are related to life not going on, that we can find the answer. We can talk to people like Jennifer. We can talk to our, we can have a hypnotherapy session or a meditation session and access what happened and why these people we feel we're having dreams about children or we, you know, I think we've all had that experience. I have where I've met somebody in a dream and they've identified they are and i think to myself oh my gosh that's so bizarre so 
Let's ask Lou. Lou, is there anything you wanna weigh in on this topic? Trust your own guidance. It will tell you why it affects you or what's the, why you feel the way you do. Oh, and they just showed me a long time ago when I voted for somebody and not for the other when I it was back when Obama <laughs> was president. And I was so like, I felt like I had to vote for Rich, for, you know, Maverick. And I didn't feel good about it because I felt like Obama was, you know, I didn't feel good about it at the time. I didn't feel good about being Republican at the time. And they just put that back in my head. Like you didn't feel good about it, but you still did it anyway. People are going to still do things that they don't understand because they feel like they have to. Yeah. They haven't, they don't know that that feeling is telling you something well there's also that thing of voting for your tribe i mean my my grandfather ran for senator in illinois irish ed hayes and he was very conservative republican and you know my family grew up that way and i, I just did not how can i say i i equate that kind of that ticket with more compassion but i don't know if that applies there's tons right. of compassionate republicans it's just that we've become so vitriolic over so many issues and it seems to be a distraction on some level and but will shakespeare i'm not saying republican versus democrat or anything like that here i'm just I'm, i was just at that time in my life well but it's a reminder right. make a statement if you're a republican that's great that's fine but if you also believe in women's rights as my mother did a staunch republican but believed in women's rights right you know write about it talk about it Bring it up. Bring it up with your friends. It 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 really shouldn't be that that somebody can. <laughs> well, they, I think it was uh, might have been Trevor Noah who said, you know, for, for oh no, it was Stephen Colbert. Four old dudes, uh, you know, deciding what women should do with their bodies. It just doesn't. It defies logic. It does defy logic. Um... But Lou, is that is that what the uh, the topic that you wanted to talk about? And you brought opera in. She wanted me to say, and she wants me to repeat it: my experience with unborn children, and how they don't die, how they they're still over there, how they don't. It's a contract with the mother and the father. It's or in the case of you know, unforbid rape or something. Um, it's something that they know, the spirits know before they enter the body, what's gonna happen to them. And they never go away. They're still there, right there with you. And she really wanted me to reiterate that when people were, and that's just been my experience. I can't, I would never lie about that. I would never lie about anything, first of all, but it's not something that's, you know, I just know it to be true from everything that I've, from all of my gatherings of spirits over there and what they've done to help release that guilt and that shame for the mothers that have been in front of me. And the, you know, the many times that you and I have worked together over the past seven years, there's been, you know, we do this weekly and only in the past year, we're, we're at 102, I think today. Oh, congratulations, by the way. <laughs> I can't believe it. 102 podcasts. Um, but that being said, it's been consistent and reproducible in the data. When you talk to somebody who had a child, who didn't right. have a child, who lost a child, 
they can communicate with the higher selves of that child. Let's say, even if the child is, has come to the planet, has been born with somebody else. Carol Bowman wrote a book called Children's Past Lives, and quite a few of those kids would say, well, I was in Aunt Betty first, but then that didn't happen, and then uh, then I was in your, you, Mom, and then you talk to Aunt Betty and find out. That's another thing. I've seen them come back, too. Yeah, because so. so they're available. You can talk to them, and you can heal some of the pain. That's the other thing that she was saying is the fact that she goes, this, this conversation is going to help heal so many people just by even having this conversation. You so, know, it starts healing with yourself and then with, you know, that it's a boomerang effect. Well, that idea also of, of really just meditating on it, really to sit down and think about not the trauma of the events, but to access the person that was supposed to come or should have come and ask them about their journey. And, you know, you do have to, you do have to trust your heart. That's important. But you also have to trust that women are should be allowed to right. dictate what happens to them, their health, their journey. I just saw my grandmother. Grandma, what's going on? She just showed me my dad's an only child, and they asked my grandfather when he was in the war whether or not my dad what who who did he want to have live because it looked like my grandmother was going to die if my dad was born. And I won't give you the answer, but they both survived, of course. But she was 20 years old, you wow. know. Um, there's wow. just yeah. The journey of life, the circle of life. We tend yeah. to ignore it or mistreat people when they get here. <laughs> but, you know, we focus on these theoretical things. Um, Okay, Lou, uh, Will, anything else you guys want to talk about? Yes, of course, woman. <laughs> to be or not to be? Now, there's a good what's, question. Well, what's interesting, he said, the first thing he said, he goes, write about it, write music about it, start a revolution, no pun intended. Because I think one of his, what, wasn't it revolution or one of his? <laughs> um, to be or not to be, Will, come on, you said yeah. it all right I there. Mean, I know, but Prince came by and said, start a revolution, write the music. Start write a revolution, it. write the song that will write change people's minds. Right, and it, even if you just write it for yourself, he's saying that's going to change your energy field and it gravitates for others. It extends out, like, you know, your energy field. Um, and I love this thing that Chef Andre said, which is you're creative, you're a creative spirit. And you know the thing. It might be cooking something for somebody else. That might be the, the connecting with somebody else. Going, perhaps going to help people, or going, or donating money, or calling the ACLU. I mean, that's all they do is to try to work on this stuff, or to write to whatever governor of your state and either yeah. encourage them to do what Newsom is doing or something else. Whatever it is. He's like, get up and dance in the street, have a dance protest or dance off. Well, I like that. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, so ha have you been doing that, Will and Prince? Are you guys doing that sort of thing? Uh, changing all, people's? Oh, yeah, they're all over the place. They're showing me like anybody that ever wants to talk to them, anybody that ever wants to, to they have to believe that they're talking to them. 
So, uh, Prince, we haven't chatted with you in a little bit, Prince. You want to give us two cents about what's going on or what's happening with you? He says he wouldn't have been born. That's interesting. He says it before. Oh, that's interesting. He's saying, okay, I just want to make sure I'm getting this right. He says that if abortions were legal, he would not have been born. So that's the other side of the coin. Right. But would you have shown up in another way or to somebody else? Absolutely. <laughs> and would you have been the purple one? Would you have found a way to do that? That was in my contract. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so on the one hand, if it had been legal, you would not have been on the planet. So you have to allow that the people who do have children, that's part of their contract. You have to allow for that, correct? Correct. But also the, for the people, who, especially in terms of health uh, and well-being and emotional health, those people, are you saying that they should also have the ability to choose not to? Correct. Wow, both sides of that coin. I love that. You kind of thread that needle, Prince. We appreciate that. That's why I had to check and make sure. I'm like, what? <laughs> but we know, we know that too. It's a, it's you have it's a personal, you know, again, it should be a personal choice. And by the way, Prince, I was just listening to you uh, I don't know, two or three days ago, that incredible guitar solo while my guitar gently weeps at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Perhaps one of the greatest guitar solos in the history of music. About just it. giving you a shout out he still keeps writing music from above i asked them what they're doing above and they said we are asking ugh, they just showed that to me we are asking everyone in their sleep to make change just do something you know in regards to this so how would give us give us a uh, one two three what would be a method of doing that before you fall asleep think about change that you want to make yeah, what is my spirit? Okay, that's interesting. Hold on. What does my spirit yearn for? You know, a lot of people don't think that they're, they're capable of making change. And they are. You just, it might not be something big at all, you know, at once, but it's going to attribute to a bigger, a big, like, it's like a puzzle. They're showing me like hundred squares and like each square is a person that if you put your place, if you do something about it, it's going to equal everything else. Like if everybody does their part, you're going to have something that's equal or something that's together. Something together. That, that amount of energy creates change. Right. With and, that many, that many people. And they're but, asking like, go ahead. would you take somebody's right away? who was 14 or 15, you know? Would you, would you feel good about that? It just, I mean, it goes on and on. Right. That's what they're, and that is what they're talking about doing. Um, and, uh, you know, and people will argue that if you can change a fundamental right, uh, you can change any rights. They would all be taken away or could be based upon, like Will Shakespeare said, the power of the moment, those in charge. But let's just talk about that for a second, Will. Your, your comment was, that this has always been the cycle of history where of power. And so is there any way we can prevent that from happening? Or is this a way, is this a challenge for us to do Here's something? The, the men that are in power, are they doing it to are they doing it because it's the right thing to do, or are they doing it to control the masses? And the next question is, are they doing it so that we can rise up and change things? 
that's in their contract. I'm sure it is. Okay, very good. Yeah. And uh, who, who are you? Who do you appreciate as a writer, Will? You're a, you're. I don't know how much you pay attention. I know we asked you if you visit plays that you've written. You said sometimes. <laughs> he says I appreciate you, Richard Martini, when you write about me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough about me. What do you think of me? <laughs> so, so well, that's very sweet of you to Rand. say, sir. You said Anne Rand. Ayn Rand. Wow, really? Okay. Well, she's on the flip side. Yeah. Well, you know, we haven't chatted with her today. Yeah, probably to not it. the good time to do so. No, but that's why I said he had to say it. <laughs> I'm like, is she right? He, might, he could be kidding. Are you kidding, Will? I'm kidding. Why is he kidding? That's so funny. He's kidding because she was a little over the top. Let's just put she that. Was, but so no, was. her writing was fantastic, but her life was way over the top. It was. Um, you know, and then people latched onto her as a belief system and is responsible for the kind of people in power today telling people how to behave. That's why you said Anne Rand. <laughs> okay, so there you go. Will's got a sense of humor. We love that about you, Will. So funny. Uh, anyway, you want to amend to be or not to be? You want to add anything to that? Yes, to be or not to be still. Your mind, with your actions, with who you are. <sighs> because it's not going to get any easier by doing nothing. You'll feel paralyzed. A lot of people do. He's just, he's encouraging everybody to write, whether you publish it or not, or send it out or not, it will give you an idea of who you are. Ask yourself, how do I feel about this? If you don't know, and just start writing. The planet has a lot of other things to worry about, not just this. Take anything, take hunger, take oxygen, take, you know, electricity, take whatever it is that you're, that you feel compelled to. There's a deeper, there's a deeper meaning for the reason why you do the things that you do. It's not just from here. It's from all of you elsewhere here. Just wow. like me crying and not knowing why when my daughter told me that she missed it. And I just started like, I'm like, well, that's weird. You know? Um, it's a painful past that I must have had. There's that and also that thing of, we forget that we've gotten certain rights that we felt were inalienable, but when they're taken away, it makes us you know, confront something that's kind of dark about humanity. People don't have compassion. What? I mean, like I said, even with, you know, with the hierarchy of men in power in the colonial days, like even, women were able to take certain herbs that's what they did if they couldn't you know if it just yeah that's right and but there was a lot of trauma associated with that back then too i mean it it was the point that uh the chief justice or not chief justice justice alioto said you know that that this issue was not in the constitution no. when it was created hello you know, everything was not in the Constitution when it was right. created, but fundamental human rights was. And if you can right. identify that this is a right, then it's there. You know, right to health. So that's the key. I have to go. No, when you I cannot go. But Jennifer, thank you so much. We appreciate your talents and your ability. Surprise. I, I didn't even have that in my head when you said it. I'm like, whoa wow yeah that was pretty wild well let's thank will for like, showing up and then he's like "Ro, not whoa <laughs> <laughs> well let's thank will for showing up we appreciate it luana thank you so much prince thanks for stopping by you're always welcome you always have something really interesting to say and share 
And Jennifer, thank you for sharing so many eloquent thoughts about your own life. We appreciate it. We love you. Love we'll you. catch you on the flip side. Bye. Love, love. This has been Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. For more information, jenniferschaefer.com, martinizone.com, or richmartini.com. Hacking the Afterlife documentary is available on Gaia.com via Amazon Prime.